Hello, and welcome to The Canadian Story, where we discuss what Canada is, what Canada could be, and what Canada should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Canadian Story. Today, we are joined by Bill DeFreitas. Bill, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. It's our pleasure, man. Um, Just why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? So my name's Bill DeFreitas. Um, right now, I run a social media platform um, promoting Canadian grapplers and wrestlers as well. It's called uh, the Grappling Canada Variety Channel, or the GCVC for short. Um, I was just, uh, in my 20s, I kind of picked it up a little bit late, tried a bunch of tournaments, was never too successful, but like most people that get into these sports just kind of fell in love with it. Uh, I love the competition side of things, so this is kind of a way for me to be uh, still part of the game. I love it. I love it. So, and I also love that you're promoting Canadian grapplers. You're focusing specifically on the patriotism side of of Canadian martial arts. Can you tell us a little bit of what the mar- uh, the Canadian grappler scene is like, and what you've learned from it in studying it, and now basically reporting on it? I guess. Well, it's. Uh, Grappling itself, jujitsu is a very niche market. Um, and then you add the Canadian on top of it. And uh, yeah, it's a small group, but I have noticed that there's way more athletes than I thought, way more gyms than I thought. Um, I thought I was always going to be scrambling to try and find somebody to talk to, try and find new athletes competing. But um, to my surprise, there's more people and I keep finding new people every day. And what do you what do you find you like to promote most about these people? Uh, just <clears throat> the the true competitors, like the people that are like the the grind in the sport is, as they say, real. Um, there's like even when you break through as a competitor, there's really no financial payoff at the moment. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of what motivates me to do this. Um, when I was grappling myself. I had a lot of help from friends, um, paying for like flights, registrations and stuff like that. So, um, I see what these guys do and it's my way of like paying those guys back is to try and help these guys, um, maybe just train a little bit more, maybe ease up some of the bills when it comes to, uh, travel expenses and stuff like that. So I just love to see the guys that are competing and like, this is what they live for. And, um, yeah, that's what, what pushes me. And I just, I love being in the gym. Um, and I love being on the side of the mats when the competitions are on. It's, uh, like the front row seats. It's amazing. That's awesome. Are you still training yourself? Um, I am, I had a knee surgery, just a scope, nothing big, um, at the end of December. So at the moment I'm just kind of like working my way back into it. But, um, uh, it's funny, like only, only 31. So still young technically, but yeah, you definitely feel it. All the warnings that I didn't listen to when I was younger. Uh, yeah. Listen to those. Cause they're true. Which warnings, which warnings, uh, just injuries. And as far as like just your body getting beat up and, um, yeah, yeah. You, when you're younger, it's like, I'll train every single day, every single round twice a day, three times a day. And, uh, you realize you got to start taking some rounds off here and there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so, what was it? Is it uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that you train? Yes. Okay. Yes. So what was it about that sport that stuck out to you and made you want to get into that practice? Um, 
I guess when I was in high school is when um, the UFC really popped off. There's that Stefan Bonner Forrest Griffin fight and kind of every gym, every local gym turned into an MMA gym. Um, so I joined one of those, uh, quickly learned. I don't like it hit in the face. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. I was, I'm, I'm too pretty, too dumb to be getting hit in the face. <laughs> so I, I always liked the grappling. I always watched wrestling when I was younger, like most guys. So, um, yeah. And then it just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It just grew from there. Nice. So how many years, uh, since you got into the sport? Um, 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 I would say. 10 years ago, I was like on and off once and I took a couple months off and then kind of got right back into it. Um, yeah, probably about 10, nine, 10 years ago. Nice. And so it's something that I myself want to get into. Um, and I'm, I'm very curious what, what was something about getting into that sport that you didn't expect? Like what's something that blindsided you? Um, how much fun it was. Cause like I, I like in, in high school, I, I was never in great shape and I, I hated working out and stuff. So it was kind of a way it's like when someone's trying to attack you, you kind of like have to move and you have to work hard. So um, I thought it was something I'd have to drag myself to. And uh, it just turned into something that was just way more fun. Um, and there's way more to it too. Like a lot of people to see, you know, a couple guys grabbing each other and uh, you know, tossing each other around or whatever, then somebody taps, but, um, it's very technical. Um, yeah, you can get, you can get pretty deep into it. So it's a good way to occupy your time. That's cool. Um, I do. So when you train, is it just, I don't know if sparring's the right word or do you spend time, um, just like lifting weights? Like what, what is the, you, you say the grind, what is that grind? <laughs> So if you're a real athlete, yeah, you're going to be lifting weights and you're going to be like on your nutrition. Um, really over the last few years, it's gotten a lot more professional. Like it used to just be like, who could, uh, who's the most athletic, who's going to just, uh, push you the most, but now guys are getting very technical. Um, and with that, you have to find your advantages wherever you can. So people are just being more professional. They're lifting weights. They're, uh, you know, it's not always, um, I guess sparring, like you're asking there, it's not always sparring. There's people that just, you're going to drill your techniques. You're going to work right. on new techniques. There's a lot of study. The best guys study a lot of, uh, a lot of tape. Like there's one thing learning a technique in a class, but if you spend time watching, you know, the top level guys working, that's where you're really going to learn. And that's one thing that people don't like to do is the, the studying tape myself included, which is why <laughs> I was never too successful. <laughs> Right, right, right. So what is your favorite moment in the bouts that you've had? Like, there's, we all have those moments that you look back on, you just remember it. And you're like, oh, that was a great moment. It's funny. I don't know if it's like this for everybody else, but it's not like a win or anything like that. Literally, like I'm a smaller guy. I always competed at 135. I always wanted to go into, it's, they're called absolute division. So it's open weight. Basically, anybody can join. And, uh, like there was one guy, he's way bigger than me, probably had maybe 60, 70 pounds on me. And all I wanted to do was hit one, one takedown. It's called a low single. You basically just like grab the guy's foot and I don't know, I don't wrestle. So I don't know how to actually finish it. And it was like, just basically almost finishing a takedown on a bigger guy, 
It sounds so ridiculous. No, no, I get it. It was like you did something that you were impressed with yourself by doing, right? It was like it was something I had a game plan for, where it's like I'm just gonna circle, I'm gonna circle and fake for like two and a half minutes, and then when he steps too hard, I'm gonna go for that foot. Got to the foot and then didn't really know what to do with it. But the fact that I stuck, <laughs> but you got there. Yeah, I don't really forget. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, do you think he was upset or did he take it well? Um, I don't think he was too bothered by it. <laughs> <laughs> he won. He, the moment probably isn't as memorable for him. <laughs> isn't it funny how life works that way, right? That we, we have, all of us have these little moments that we, that mean so much to us and that for other people, they don't even really aren't paying attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you see it a lot because you see people win tournaments that you might not think mean much but you'll see them freaking out and it's like the, the best day of their life and you're like i don't just what you said there well it's it's great to have those you know i think we have to be the definers of our own success right if, if we allow the world or others to define what success is for us we're never going to be truly happy because we have an external locus of control right uh, things outside yeah. of ourselves are controlling our own happiness yeah yeah whatever helps you sleep yeah exactly i'm kidding i'm kidding no it's it's true it's um if you have like unrealistic goals it, it's it, it's not the greatest thing so yeah you have goals within you know your reach and uh yeah the success is yours really um so tell us more about the the grappling page and channel um hey, what do you want it to be yeah why are you excited about it what what got you to start it um well, Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Um, what got me started with it um, was basically my last tournament is when I injured myself. And it was like, okay, 31, not even in like the top divisions and the top competitors are 19 and 20 years old. So um, time to move on into that. Sorry, what was the start? I already forget the start of the question. No, was, I just, I'm interested in uh, what, like what your vision is for oh, this page, oh, yeah. but not just the vision <laughs> Also, like, what are you, what got you into it? Tell us the story behind this project that you're working on. That's right. Sorry. It was a lead up to the fact that that was in um, November of, I guess it would have been 2019. Um, so I, I went, bought a camera, bought some, some gear, just started filming from there. And then COVID happened. Uh, so it was a good run but all the competition and the training kind of got shut down. So I, yeah. I had big hopes for it. It was going well. I had, um, you know, plans for it. So it's stuff that I'm not really talking about too much because it's hard to plan too much for the future right now. Mm, but mm. at the moment, it's just um, try to just keep promoting the guys that are competing. There's a lot of guys that have moved to the States right now. Um, they find training partners through gyms. Like uh, there's these teams called like Gracie Baja, Gracie Humida, stuff like that. And um, they just link up with other teammates in the States just to keep it going. Um, so if somebody like that is having a tournament, um, I think PANS, PANS is like a really big tournament in jiu-jitsu that's coming up. So there's going to be a couple people competing there. So it'll be kind of make a couple promos for the guys. And then uh, like, hey, this is when he's fighting. Go check him out. Um that was it. Like I do a little thing. It was called athlete spotlights. Um, and the, the goal with that was to go to the gym, interview the guy while he's training right before the tournament, and then put that out. Hey, so-and-so is training. So-and-so is competing here. Go watch him. 
who cares about the Brazilians and the Americans? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, yeah. that's literally what this podcast is all about is is we want to promote Canada to Canadians because I feel like Canadians spend a lot of their time looking at America or comparing themselves to other countries. And it's like, you know, I mean, just look at how excited we get when, whenever we're at the top of any list. It's like everyone is sharing <laughs> it, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, that's that's kind of the the goal here is to, if you promote the guys, there's more opportunities. Um, maybe they don't have to work a full-time job. Maybe you'll have to you know, work a part-time job uh, just so you can train more. Because there's a lot of these guys in the States, they, they can train full-time. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're any better or any more special. There's just more time to train. There's more training partners. There's more possibility that you can actually do it as a profession. So, yeah, I'm just trying to, to help with that, you know? Why, why do you think the uh, athletes in the States have more opportunity than athletes in Canada? Well, I mean, right now, less restrictions. Um, but uh, just, it's, it's like in any sport. There's just more people. There's more money. There's, uh, yeah, it's just more, more people and more money, I would say. That's, those are the top two. There's more places to compete like especially in canada it's so it's so wide you have toronto and then like maybe hamilton and then montreal like yeah how how do you balance between cities and compete where if you're training in new york you can go you know new york boston um chicago and then not to mention there's going to be a handful of tournaments just in new york itself so I mean, that's, that's the tough part about Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I always really, in a lot of ways, that's always been the tough part about Canada. Well, I come from the music industry and uh, touring across the straight, the States is so much easier than touring across Canada because you can drive three hours and get to another big city in the United States in a lot of places. Whereas, you know, if you want to do a tour from here in Ontario out West, it's like, there's a lot of dead space. In There's between a lot those of driving. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny is I kind of what sparked this is um, I was actually working at uh, a yuck yucks opened up down the street for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll just work the door, whatever. It's just something fun. And I was like, there's a lot of funny comedians out here, but it's the same thing. Cause they're like, okay, I'm in Burlington tonight. And then Niagara and then, Sault Saint Marie or something like that. It's like yeah, it's like oh like and then damn. if you're if you live in New York, you can go down the street and go like do whatever. Like <clears> you can do five spot. comedy clubs like walking down your block kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's basically the exact same thing like you guys said with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so you mentioned that uh you recently opened up a pool business. Did you do that in the middle of COVID? Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> so how is that? So tell, tell us about, about this. Yes. <laughs> well, the pool business is thriving, actually. Right. Um, it's, it's essential. It's essential. Um, actually, I don't know what's going to happen after today, but um, yeah, it's been it's so just just timing. for the just for the listeners uh, because there will be a delay between when we record this and when it comes out. Today was the day that we found out that we essentially live in a police state, yeah, and that cops can pull us over and give and us tickets for being outside of our house. For being outside of our house, yeah, <laughs> wild, wild. Welcome, yeah. welcome so, to terrible. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, that's what I'm thinking about when you're like, say what you love about the country. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Don't worry. 
we were just talking, saying to each other, we picked a hell of a time to start a podcast about loving this country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, I forget where we were for this, but uh, so I asked yeah. you. So the pool business is essential. Oh, yeah. um, um, when, sorry, when did when did you start it? Um, basically in March. So this year, um, we're just getting up and going. Uh, yeah, things are going well. Work with a couple other local guys. Shout out Crush Pools and um, my friend the pool mechanics too. Nice. There you go. What yeah, made you want? Yeah. What, what made you choose pools? Well, you know, it actually worked out well when I was trying to actually um, compete grappling because it gave me like a good, you know, like seven to five job where you get up early, work all day, and then you can basically make sure you're going to hit the gym at night. Mm -hmm. uh, you got your weekends off. Um, and then you have, you know, four months in the winter, which if you save your money or, you know, work part time, you can basically train twice a day, three times a day, all winter. Mm -hmm. So it worked out for me. I did that for about 10 years. And um, with moving on from competing, it's like I got to do something a little more productive than just, you know, be a pool boy for somebody else. Right, and, um, right. And yeah, so I just uh, figured why not start this? Because the, the grappling thing isn't really about, I'm not really trying to, you know, pay the bills with it. Um, the goal is to promote other people. It's your passion. It's your passion. Yeah. 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 But at the end of the day, like you need to make some money somehow. So this we is something. We all do, don't we? we? I know. Do. And it still, it still fits in well with the, with the grappling schedule too. That's awesome. Uh, so as, as a new business owner, what have you learned so far? Business has a, a dirty way of teaching you things really quickly. It does. Um, um, I, there, geez, there's just way more to everything on the actual office side of things. Like I can, I can yeah. fix things. I can do this and that, but, um, yeah, respect to the office workers out there. Administration the is all the, uh, all the construction people. They, they bust their asses. They, they, there's real work there. Oh yeah. It's um, uh, a different sort of work. A more annoying minutia filled, slow death kind of work. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's the, that's really the main thing I've learned. I've been doing it for so long already that it's all kind of, it's all the same, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, okay. So we kind of touched on it, but, um, if you feel comfortable, I would love to hear, uh, your thoughts and ideas around the current state of we'll we'll talk about Ontario specifically in in terms of all of these lockdowns where where's your head on, at on all of that uh i don't like to really get into this on like 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 either side of things or really like I'm, i don't have the time to to argue with people no matter what i just think the whole idea of Canada and North America was the whole independent responsibility type of thing. Um, at the start of this, sure, I thought, I think we all thought we were all going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out like, old people. Shout out old people. Yeah. I don't want you to die either. Like nobody wants people to die. But I think you should be able to take your own responsibility and, um, and I'm not, I'm not like an anti-masker, not anti-social distancing, not anti-anything like that. It's just, uh, it's, it's hard for me to stand by and say like, yeah, everybody should just stay home, you know, a year and a half after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Started, I've said know? it, I've said it so many times, like 
the first time when we knew nothing about it and it was last March, it's like, this makes sense. But I feel like as we've gone further and further and further into this story, it just makes, to me at least, in my my humble little brain, it just makes less and less sense. <laughs> but who am I? You know, you know, what, you know what I base, base it on? And I think most of the public agrees with kind of exactly what we're saying is if you go on YouTube and you look at like any of the um, public announcements or anything, they are by far thumbs down. Yeah. And nobody, yeah. And nobody agrees on YouTube. No. So everybody is on the same side <laughs> of thumbs down on YouTube. So that means that the public really, we all agree, but we're all too nice to <laughs> to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like it's tough because like, even like, especially in grappling, I train with a lot of police officers and stuff too. And you know, they don't want to enforce this. Yeah. 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 Like what it's, it's tough. Yeah. I, we, I had, we had another, uh, another guy who trains jujitsu on the podcast from Alberta. And he was saying the same thing. He said he, he rolls with police officers, RCMP officers all the time. And, uh, none of them want to have to go about enforcing all of these rules. That's and like, especially in jujitsu, you're around a lot of conspiracy theorists. Right. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why do you think that is? Let's go into that for a moment. Let's go down that rabbit hole. There's just, it's, it's a nerd sport. It's like right. it's the weak man's sport. It's the nerd thinking man's sport. And I think uh, it just attracts this type of eccentric people. <laughs> I like what do you that. mean? What do you mean? It's a weak man sport. Well, it's it's based on like the um, like using leverage and right. that type of like, I mean, like just using raw power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at the at the height of competition, size matters. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody is listening to this that's like a big jujitsu fan, and you tell me what about Mikey Musumeci? Yeah, he's amazing. He's the only guy that's going to beat bigger guys. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the gentle art is what they call it, you know. So I want to I want to go back to uh, something you said. I think it was at the very beginning where you said that you fell in love with the sport. I want mm-hmm. you to go into more about why you fell in love with it, what makes you love it, and I mean, obviously, you love it so much that even though you've you know maybe given up on your your desire to be like the best in the world, you love it so much that you just want to promote people, other people who love it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny because I always ask people that too at the end of a lot of my my things, and um, I've never really thought about it too much myself. Um, it's in a lot of the world you can talk your way through things, um, but when you're like grappling with somebody, like there's you can't pretend anything. So the guys or whoever, if they walk around tough or this and that, you can, you, you just, it's, they call it like the mats of truth too. Like you just, you, everybody mm. knows where you stand. Um, I'd, I'd like to stand by and be like, Oh, there's no egos, which people love to say, but I don't believe that either. But I don't know. I just love the, um, I think, I think fighting is like the height of competition. Okay. MMA whatever is the height of competition. If you watch any sport, NHL, um, MLB, NASCAR racing, when it gets too heated, it turns into a fight. 
Right. Um, right. You never oh, see, that's interesting. You never see a fight break into a baseball game when it gets <laughs> true, true, so, true. So it's like it's the to me it's the truest form of sport. And like I said at the start, too pretty, too dumb. So I don't want to get punched. So <laughs> right. I, like, I like the grappling aspect of it. Wrestling is a whole different beast. That's a young man sport that is an intense sport, but jujitsu, you can lay back, you can still get in there. You can go hard, you can go slow. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's endless. It's, it's, there's like, it's just a constant puzzle. Um, I've seen it change a lot of people's lives. It gave me something to do when I was 19, changed um, my attitude towards a lot of things. And uh, it's given me kind of like, um, um, what's the right word? Like a game plan for most issues in life. Like if you really go in to grappling, whether it's whether you're wrestling or doing jujitsu, if you really dive in, you push yourself and you compete as much as you can, you're going to come across basically every possible problem you're going to have in life. And then after you can be like, okay, I got through it there. So most issues aren't really that big a deal. Can you give me like a practical example of that? I, I, I love that idea that you're using the lessons you're learning and the thing you love to, to help you get through other parts of life. Can you give an example of that? Um, it makes me, it makes me think about a lot of things I used to get, well, I'd like to say used to, but I'll get frustrated quickly sometimes. And it gives me an idea of what, um, what really matters. This might sound stupid, but like, um, the law is what keeps us, a lot of us safe. You know what I mean? Um, if somebody attacks you, uh, if there's no law, like you're, you're in trouble, you have to be able to defend yourself. So working on pools, this is a bit of a turn. Um, I'll see people like lose their minds over very small issues that have to do with um, a pool of water. Like, right. The height, right. The height of luxury. And like, they'll, you, yeah. They'll just lose their minds over it. Yeah. 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 Like you, you can buy a car and you can be like, well, I can use that. Right. Like it's something you can have a nice house, whatever, but a pool is just like, and I, I work on pools. It's useless. Right. Um, right. <laughs> so when somebody is like really getting mad and like freaking out about that you're like ah, i could take you down and just hold you on the right. ground that's, <laughs> that's that's a real problem like right. that's a real issue so when small things happen in my life it's just a reminder that like there's it doesn't really matter that much so you feel that the exposure to more dire issues meaning someone choking you out gives you more um more patience and control over the smaller issues in life? Um, yes, but I wouldn't, I, I'm not trying to say, I guess that it's just jujitsu itself. I would go for like anything. Like if you're, if you're a diehard chess player, if you're a diehard, whatever, it still puts you through all those, um, those life challenges, all the anxieties, all the, all the problems that like, like people get anxious going to grab a coffee, you know? Um, it's true. But if yeah. you push yourself in whatever pursuit it is that you're doing, like those, those little things don't become as big of an issue. I, but love yeah, that. I guess, I guess when, yeah, you're getting choked and people are trying to kill you, that <laughs> really makes it sink into. So you, you, you mentioned that you've seen it 
change people's lives. Uh, do you mind giving us, you don't have to tell, give us names, but like who's, tell us about these people whose lives you've seen changed. Well, I mean, I can only really speak for myself, but I mean, on outward appearances, you can see, I've seen a lot of older, overweight dads that have not much going on, um, lose, you know, 50, 60 pounds. They gain a new group of friends. They gain a new passion in life. They start competing. Um, there's this, there's countless of the, the classic, um, getting off of drug stories, cleaning yourself up, that type of stuff. Um, I've got to meet a lot of younger guys through this that compete at a high level. And I think it's super important. Like they're, they're, they're strong, independent young men because of this sport, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Did you do you find that you can just tell the difference in confidence between a person who does stuff like this and someone who doesn't? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think the the biggest giveaway is the ears usually. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard uh, the cauliflower ears. They'll tell you every time, eh? Yeah, yeah. So it's, I don't, I don't understand that reference. So if you get your ear bashed around enough, yeah. they kind of get some cartilage buildup. Oh, uh, okay. The, the yeah, cauliflower yeah. ear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know about the 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 confidence exactly, but um, because it's like anything. Like you'll meet somebody that learns how to get really good at fighting because they're insecure and they want to beat people up, you know? Right. Right. That's not. It's not confident. Right? No. No. That's yeah. the opposite yeah. of confidence. Yeah. True. Yeah. Do you so find you- those people get very good at the sport though, or do they kind of cap out? Uh. I don't know. It's tough to say. I, like some, some cap out, but then you'll, you'll be amazed. You're like, wow, I thought this guy was like, you'll, you'll see a guy that has like meltdowns, like every class, and, like, like myself sometimes. And you're like, wow, like I really stuck it out. He's still here 10 years later, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> true. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to say. Like I used to think I could pick people out like, Oh, that guy's going to stay forever. That guy's going to be really good. This and that, but you never know who's going to stay and who's not going to stay. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I really appreciate you coming on uh, and talking to us about the sport and uh, and what you're all about. And um, I just want to personally thank you for um, being someone who champions yeah, uh, athletes in Canada. That's, I want to thank you for that too. Like that's literally awesome. Yeah, that you're out there. You know, people need other people to believe in them and to say positive things about them. And the fact that you're going out there in Canada. And saying, no, these Canadian, why are we talking about the Brazilians and the Americans? Let's talk about our boys. I yeah. I love that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like the Americans and Brazilians have been getting promotion for the last, you know, 10 years. They get promoted hard. But if you look closely, they don't win everything, right? So there's just so many of them that it seems like they're all all-stars. But hopefully we can get some more names built up around here. And uh, hopefully we can get back to competition. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Actually, yeah. I did have one question because I, I don't follow the sport closely at all. How do uh, Canadians rank in terms of like world stage in the sport? Um, so, okay, so I would say at the black belt level, there's a couple people that are up there, maybe not quite at world champion level, but they're competing at those types of tournaments. But what I think, at least, we're really seeing is there's a lot of people. I don't know how much you guys know about like the, the belt system um, because white, blue, purple, brown, black. So um, around the purple belt. So right in the middle, it's where things really start kind of getting serious 
we're starting to see a lot of younger guys and girls coming up um, and winning big competitions at that level. So I think in the next five years, we're going to see a lot of high level black belt Canadians out there, hopefully world champions. And, um, and yeah, we're going to see a ton of younger, younger people out there. I love that. Um, I'll leave you with this because I hope it's an encouragement because it's always been an encouragement to me. Uh, about 18 years ago, Tennis Canada looked at Canada's performance in tennis and they said, this is unacceptable. Why don't we have any world champions? And 19 years later, we got Bianca. Mm. Right? Well, there we go. There we go. <laughs> and uh, so all it takes is people committing to and believing in a sport in a cause in and, and you're one of those people you're you're literally paving the way for who knows maybe five years maybe 10 years down the line here there's gonna be a champion and they're gonna have you to thank for that so <laughs> well I, I appreciate i appreciate those kind words but it's, <laughs> the athletes don't thank themselves enough uh, always uh, thanks uh, to i the agree coach. i agree it's always thanks to the coach i couldn't do this without this person <laughs> but they do it man like the, the athletes put the work in. I just sit there with the camera. They deserve it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, Bill. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Canadian story. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the CAD story. That's the CAD story. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Let's work together to remind Canadians how great their country is.